What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is the Dr. Football Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dennis Tian. I'm recording today remote from my real live Beth Israel affiliated medical office. And Justin is at the Hedge Better studio in Braintree. We are having an emergency session of the Dr. Football Podcast for undoubtedly one of the most historic days in the history of the New England Patriots franchise. And Justin, probably not in a good way. Um, a sad day uh, for all Patriots fans. Perhaps a day that was necessary. Time time will tell if this was the right move. But overall, this is a sad day. And I got to tell you, I mean, look, this is it. It's official. The dynasty is over. Um, the, the connection to the good old days is gone. Um, and, and it's a brave new world. There's nothing separating this team from, from the Carolina Panthers or the Arizona Cardinals or any of these other franchises. It's, it's, it's all over. It's a sad day. Yeah. Very sad. I mean, you know, we all knew, I think as fans that, that one day things would come to an end, right? Right. Like all good things do. Um, yep. and we knew that, you know, eventually Tom Brady would not be the quarterback and Bill Belichick would not be the coach, but I don't think we pictured it quite unfolding the way we did right i don't think we pictured brady leaving one. right like i don't think anybody pictured brady leaving while he still had three good years in a super bowl left in him i don't think anybody pictured belichick leaving with with the organization in in disarray <laughs> in, in at the look quite possibly the lowest point he's had as his coach uh, as his tenure as, a, as the patriots head coach not to mention the fact that he still sounds like uh, I mean, you know, I, I didn't get to see all of his press conference today, but in, unless he said something contradictory, it sounds like he still has some, something left in the tank. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just a sad day to to think that not only is it over, but it ended in the way that it did. It's like adding insult to injury. I mean, yeah, that that that's a great point because I don't think any of us envision it, it going like this, as you alluded to, and it and it really, you know, it, now you can look back on it and you can say. It ended kind of sad for both Belichick yeah. and and for both Brady, and it, yeah. it really ended regretfully. And I'm sorry. I mean, you're going to look back on this as a Patriots fan, and, and maybe even the Crafts themselves, and you you're, you might well have a lot of regrets for the way both of these things went down. It's 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 really a sad day. I'm wearing this this busy hat today for a reason. I love this hat because it perfectly blends like the '80s and the '90s. And I'm like, I'm wearing it because I'm like, is this what we're going back to now? The 80s and the yeah. 90s, right? Like, you know, I mean, what Belichick made this franchise into the greatest sports dynasty. And in that really the history of modern professional sports, I don't think we will ever see another dynasty like this in the NFL or maybe in any other professional sports league. That that's how that's how remarkable what happened here was where you had this pairing of the greatest quarterback that ever lived with the greatest defensive mind that ever lived. And you can't get something like this. What, what happened here, six Super Bowls, 20 years of dominance. You can't get that without a couple remarkable things falling into place. Greatest quarterback, greatest defensive mind. They kept it together on a personal level for two decades and it worked, you know, and, and, and it worked for a long time. And, and it made something that, that is truly historic. But, but it's over now. And what I want to start with, Justin, is just let's get into the, the etymology of this, of this decision here. Because I got to tell you, you know, when I really break it down, look, I said I wanted this at times for the last two or three years. But the closer it got, the more I realized that it might have not been the right path for a lot of the reasons we discussed in the last couple episodes. 
continuity of the defense. Belichick deserved another chance at a quarterback. He still had the team playing hard. He's still damn Bill Belichick. I think this is a mistake. I think this is a mistake. I think they should have given him another crack to rebuild this team, uh, give him a second chance. I know that he might not have deserved it necessarily for the way things went over the last four seasons, but the history that he had and the success he had and who he was, I, I think Belichick deserved one more bite of the apple. And, and I, I think I think it was a mistake to push him out the door at this point. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, one thing that I want to throw out there, and look, I don't know how viable this is, but this is something that, that you know, kind of came to mind. I, I talked about it with some people earlier. Uh, you know, is it a coincidence that this decision came after we found out a couple of the people that were made available to, to bring in as potential replacements? Like, do you think that there's a chance, right, that like maybe like in – you know, it, and I and I know I've heard a lot of rumblings that oh, Gerard Mayo is probably going to be the guy. We might not be after Vrabel or anybody else, but let's just assume, right? Because I'm going to assume because this is what I think would be the best case scenario. The best case scenario to me would be getting, uh, letting Mayo completely run the defense, bringing in someone like Mike Vrabel, making him the head coach. That I think to me would be the perfect scenario. Um, but w- what I guess I'm trying to figure out is. Was this decision kind of made after you found out somebody like Mike Vrabel was available and on the market? Like, because I'm almost wondering, like, hey, I Robert isn't stupid, and when you get a great a great coach, let alone one of the all time greats, you know, you take him at seventy percent, eighty percent strength compared to you know ninety percent of the rest of the coaches in the league. So, like, to move on from him in this manner, it tells me that like there must be some sort of opportunity out there that they didn't want to pass up on or they felt like they couldn't get if they gave him another one, two, three years to to finish his career up and turn things around? Well, you'd like to think they have a plan in place. Uh, and I guess we'll see over the coming days or weeks right. exactly what, what that plan is. But the thing is, like, I don't even know, do they even want Mike Vrabel, the right. Patriots? Because there's credible reporting today that Mayo is going to be the guy and obviously that's not official yet, but but it comes from a couple credible sources, Tom Curran, and then I think there was one national reporter, one of the national guys had a report that Mayo is the leading candidate. And, you know, from my perspective, Justin, I don't think Mayo is ready yet. And I do not, even though I like Gerard Mayo, I don't like the idea of giving him this job at this point, especially when Mike Vrabel is available. To me, the ideal situation is, Go out and get Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. bring in Josh McDaniels to help with the offense. And, and, and I think that's a really great leadership team right there. Vrabel has experience that, just like Belichick when you brought him in, is going to benefit him in his second stint. Vrabel made, Vrabel made mistakes that he can learn from. Gerard Mayo is totally raw. He has never been a head coach of an NFL team. I don't think he's been a head coach of any team at any level before. This guy sharpening his teeth on our on on our watch here in New England. I don't think it would be a good hire. I don't care what promises Kraft made to me in the past. None of this went down according to plan. In my book, if you're the New England Patriots, you're Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft. Go out and get Mike Vrabel. He is the best available option right now. I I totally look. I I really want Mike Vrabel. I I totally agree. The one thing I'd say is like you know look look at a situation. This year, someone uh, 
you know, the combination of like a D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud down in Houston, right? Right. D'Amico, and, and there's a lot of similarities between like a D'Amico Ryan and a, and, a, and a Gerard Mayo, a former stud defensive player, right? Coming in, getting his first stint in a head coaching position, real minimal coaching experience to speak of beforehand, right? Most likely going to wind up with the rookie quarterback. Like, it's not that you can't do it that way. And it's not that like, I, I doubt that Gerard Mayo could come and have success, I just think that you're you're putting yourself in a higher probability for success if you bring somebody like Vrabel in. And that's that's what I would say too. Like, look, if they go Mayo, I mean, do I totally hate it? No, I mean, I like Mayo. I think he's going to be a good head coach one day. I just don't think it's the ideal right. candidate. And a lot of time, the, these these coaches have to fail before they ultimately succeed. And you know, I don't want I don't want this to be Mayo's proving ground. I'd rather go with someone that's a little more of a proven commodity who has a connection, just as much a connection with this franchise, if not more so than Mayo does. And that's Vrabel. So I, I, I think, look, would I hate Mayo? No, but, but, but I think the, 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 the smart play, if I was the crafts, I'd be pushing hard to bring in Mike Vrabel as soon as possible. Um, let's talk a little bit, Justin, about the coverage of, of it this morning. I don't know how much of it you saw. I was obviously working. I'm sure you were too today, but I did keep an eye on a lot of, what was said, um, and one of the words they used was amicable. And, and I, 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 I want to know: Do you think that this was really a, a double-edged, like an agreeable split between Kraft and Belichick, and and and, and how, that word being used, amicable? Was this really amicable? I just, you know, the, I can't see how it could have been right. And I say that for a couple of different reasons. Like both of these guys are the ultimate competitors, right? Both super dissatisfied with what's transpired over the last few years. Robert is clearly putting the blame on Bill for that. Bill clearly thinks that 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 he has more in the tank. You know that Bill has an ego. Uh, I just can't see how those two people were able to to look each other in the eyes and just have this kind of meeting of the minds that oh, you know, everybody's equally at fault and we should all. Step away into this. Like, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I feel like Bill Belichick, you know, Robert Kraft probably just, you know, for the lack of a better term, was just fed up with Belichick. I, that's That really has to be what it came down to, right? And I never thought I mean, I'd look, the word amicable, amicable can mean a lot of different yeah. things. I mean, you can have acrimony and disagreement. Right. And still amicably choose to to part ways. Like I don't. I think Belichick wanted to be here. I don't think he wanted to leave. I, in fact, I'm almost sure of it. Right? Because why would he? He had everything. But but I think that when Kraft went in there and probably laid down some terms to him about, hey, if you want to stay, this is what we really need to happen. And 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 I think that that at that point, Belichick probably was unwilling to do that. And so they both agreed it was probably best to move on. That doesn't mean they agree about the whole situation and that there isn't a lot of finger pointing going on. Yeah, I totally look, I, I'm sure they weren't in there, you know, swearing and cussing at each other. But at the end of the day, I find it very tough to believe that that this was done with a, a smile and a, and a pat in the back. Like, I just I really think that there's, you know, there's going to be some contention between the two of them. I'm sure that, you know, if anything, Robert's sitting there 
probably taken out his 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 misguided or I I I can't even say misguided, but he's probably taking out his built up anger from three years ago after he watched his star quarterback go out the door and go win a Super Bowl down in Tampa. He's it yeah. prob- everything probably just came to a head. It was probably a culmination of things for Robert Kraft. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, like you said, it could it could still be uh, amicable, but I don't think there was anything. Uh, friendly or or even I, I you know I, I even warm warm and fuzzy about that interaction I, I you think know? I think it was I think it was a bit a business negotiation where both sides had to make concessions to, to get to this point and I think that and I think that at the end of the day they probably both look at it and say look we're putting our best foot forward here I think they probably both agree based on where each side is that it probably is best to move on so if that's how you want to use the word amicable then, then given the circumstances, then I think that's reasonable. But I think that, I think that, you know, both sides made probably concessions. I mean, I, I'm sure Belichick didn't want to be up there saying anything, you know, right. and, and I'm sure that Robert Kraft probably, if he wanted to, he could have hold, held Belichick's ass to the fire and tried to get a second round draft pick or something for him, but he gave that up. And I just think there was probably a little give and take and and the end result was what what she got today. Well, so that was actually going to be one of my questions to you was, you know, when they say mutually agreeing to part ways, what what does that look like, right? Because I I we were talking about it earlier, you know, I said to some buddies, you know, it, it could it could it be that Belichick's last move is that he trades himself to to somebody? I mean, he, he as we referenced, he he will he was under contract or is under contract for next year. So like how does that split, you know, go? Like, I, w- I would love if Bill found himself a, you know, a place that he wanted to go to and then said, all right, and negotiated his own right. trade. That that but, would but be, you know. You know? The thing is, if they, were, if they went that route, it would have got ugly. It would have got ugly. It would have dragged out. There would have been a downside to the crafts going that way too. It would have it taken things into several weeks. You would have had a situation where you would have been at a disadvantage to build the next coaching staff. Yeah. And you would have left Belichick and Kraft both would have left with a bad taste in his mouth. So credit to Kraft for giving up on the idea of compensation and just saying it wasn't worth it. And and they both they both, you know, that's a big concession that you make to Belichick um to, to let him walk away when he is under contract. So they both had to give a little something. Um, I do think, Justin, that you know. Um, if you break down some of the co- comments Kraft had today, I, I do want to throw out a couple of the things I noticed in yep. his comments that I thought were interesting. One is Robert Kraft was very, very careful in his second press conference, the one where he answered questions, to point out that Kraft ha- that Belichick had total control over the money. I mean, he went out of his way to say that how much they spend and what they spend was was based on Belichick decision making. Right. And I think that's going to be one of the really interesting things moving forward into this year, because this is a notoriously, shall we say, thrifty franchise, right? They're 30th in cash spending over the last like 20 years. Um, are they going to start spending money now that Belichick's gone? Like how much of their aversion to, to spending real cash dollars, not just cap dollars, was actually because that was just Belichick's philosophical approach. Kraft went out of his way to point it out today that Belichick had total autonomy over that. Yeah, I think I look. I think that's very interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know how much I agree with it in the sense that, like, would I know he's Bill Belichick, and I get it. You know, the owner 
doesn't want to get too much involved, but like if I was the owner, I, I, I'd want to have a little bit of a say in how and where my money was being spent. And, you know, I don't know. I just, like, do you blame Robert Kraft at all for letting that one be like 100% up to Bill Belichick? No, I told you last episode of the podcast, I don't blame Belichick because it worked. I don't blame Kraft because it worked for so long. I mean, if, you know, he, he, he is not a football guy and he even alluded to that today because Greg Bedard yeah. asked him a question about why he thought this didn't work. And he literally said, I'm, I, I don't have the expertise to answer that question. I just know the results aren't there. Right. Um, Kraft knows he's not a football guy. He gave full autonomy to Belichick. That's why I don't blame Robert Kraft. The, them not spending money, as much as people want to blame Robert Kraft for that, I, I really think that's just Belichick's philosophical approach to free agency and, 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 the, and building a team. And so I don't blame Kraft. All right. Well, I mean, look, I, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I just, I, I always look at like what happens under your purview as somebody who runs an organization. And I know Bill Belichick is the GM and the coach, but you're the owner. And so there really is nobody above you. Right. So, I mean, look, can I, can I buy the whole, it was totally up to Bill? Yes. Do I agree with it as, as much maybe? I don't know. I'm still a little like, Hey, if I if I didn't see the results that my my organization was putting out and the guy who was responsible wasn't spending the necessary money, I think we'd have a talk and say, "Hey, what's going on with the spending? It's clearly not translating into results." I don't know. You know, we, I guess we could agree to disagree on that. I think Bill maybe or Robert has a little bit of responsibility, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I I, I think. I think Bill is is really he's going to be missed here for sure. I know I'm going to miss him, and I think honestly, you know, people whoever's angry right now, I think that anger will will slowly dissipate. And even Robert Kraft, I wonder, you know, if you're if you got Gerard Mayo and you're staring down the barrel of another sub 500 season next year, like, do you start to miss him too? Like, do you you know you, you're oh, yeah. really you're really taking a big chance. Maybe not next season, but yeah. but but give it a couple of years of that. Give it a couple yeah. years of that. And the crowds are thinning out and the, and the season ticket wait list is, is gone. And right. absolutely. But, but you know, I, I thought it was interesting. Kraft just went out of his way to say total control. I mean, he really emphasized that. Um, another thing I thought was interesting, um, Belichick, uh, excuse me, Kraft said that there would be, it would be awkward to have a ceremony for Belichick until Belichick was done with his coaching career. And I thought that Kraft kind of spilled the tea a little on that because he basically let us know that, hey, Belichick's going to keep on coaching somewhere else. Yeah. So when I heard that, I said, like, welcome to Atlanta, Bill. Because if you ask me, I think it's a done deal already. I think he's going to Atlanta. But I thought Kraft kind of spilled the tea on that a little, Justin. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I don't think any, I mean, I guess there was speculation, you know, would he go somewhere else? Does he want to up and start somewhere else at this age, you know, at this point in his life? Um, but I think regardless of that, we all kind of thought he wasn't done coaching in the sense that he, you know, he still had some left in the tank to, to give to the game. See, I, uh, I wasn't convinced of that. I wouldn't have been surprised if he, if he retired. Uh, but now that I heard Kraft say that, you know, I think it's in, in some of the reporting you're hearing already. I think it's obvious he's going to keep coaching. Well, you know, Atlanta's one spot that that everybody keeps talking about. I've heard a lot of people say they think it's a done deal, that they could be a great fit. If I'm Bill, especially if we're, you know, you're kind of you're kind of in the driver's seat now in the sense that, you know, you're not you you were you're being released, you're not being traded anything like that. Um 
I might give it a week or two and see if Nick Sirianni is still the head coach of the Philadelphia right, right. Eagles. Or Mike McCarthy, right? right? What if Mike McCarthy loses? Is he going to get canned? Right, right. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Atlanta could be cool, but I think there are some better opportunities that could potentially be waiting in the wings, um, depending on how this this week of, of football goes coming up. But um, but yeah, I think the it's one definitely thing about Atlanta, Justin, and yeah. I think I think Belichick's going to Atlanta, but I'm not necessarily thinking that it's a great fit for him in terms of roster. I think geography is is a huge part of why he's going to end up in Atlanta because it's reasonably close to New England which is where his family is. And I think that is a huge factor for a 71 year old guy. I really do. But that Atlanta team does not have a quarterback. And that's like the biggest piece. Like, so, so, I mean, they got a lot of talent on that team, but is Bill Belichick the guy to really develop, you know, the next quarterback there? I mean, I think that's a, that's a big question, Mark. That's a big question mark. And look, like I mentioned in Philly, Philly's even closer than Atlanta. And you know what? They got a quarterback. They got a defense. They have literally every piece in play. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think that to me, I think Philly, Atlanta, and Dallas like make a lot of sense yeah. um, as, as far as like where where Bill, where Bill could end up. Dallas, just because if anything, you know, to go from Robert Kraft to, to Jerry Jones and try to restore greatness yeah. to the Cowboys, break that curse. I mean- yeah, it would just I mean, be a Dallas cool on the field would be a terrific fit. Like you plug Bill Belichick onto yeah. that roster yeah. and you've already got a damn good quarterback in Dak Prescott and, and a lot of talent on that offense. I mean, that that's that's a great combination on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So so I, I definitely think there's some good options out there for Bill. I This is going to be super exciting to me. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And I uh, personally, I don't think I'd expect anything to to happen. You know, relatively quickly. I mean, don't forget the the Seattle job is still open. That's that's yep. been a a pretty aggressive franchise, right? Over the last yep. like, decade or so. So you know, anything could really happen. Yeah, a lot of talent on that Seattle team, and I think Belichick yeah. could win with it. But I, but I just again don't other see side that of the country, right? Yeah. On the side of the country, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's a good fit, and they just you know. Fired Pete Carroll. I, I can't see them bringing in another seventy true, something year old true, guy yeah. just to replace him. So I, I probably not an option. But right. um, you know, the, you, as you alluded to, I, if I was Belichick, you know, I mean, it, it sounds like I, I get the sense. You're hearing reporting that Atlanta may be a done deal. Waiting a week and seeing if something else shakes open might might not be the worst move strategically. If I'm Bill Belichick, honestly, um, okay. We talked about Belichick's future, Justin. Let's talk a little bit about the Patriots. Um, the the the, the uh, we talked about the Patriots' future. Let's talk a little bit about the dynasty, okay? Yeah. And and now now that this is all over, how is this dynasty going to be remembered? Because you know I feel like the last four years, certainly the last year or two, we've heard a lot of it was all Brady. It was all Brady. You know Belichick was a lucky bystander. I think that as time passes reverence for Belichick and what he did here will increase. I think he damaged his legacy with what happened the last three or four years, because I think he went from the unequivocal goat of coaching to maybe top five. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be that stain on him because he wasn't able to win without Brady to this point. And that might change if he goes and takes another job, but what, what is the legacy and how is this dynasty going to be remembered by history? Well, in terms of the relative contributions of Brady and Belichick is, I guess, what I'm going for. Well, look, I mean, 
I, I still think everybody at the end of the day is going to remember if you were a Patriots fan or even if you weren't a Patriots fan, you know, the Patriots fans know that we had two decades of, of being a dominant franchise, a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? Like we won six Super Bowls during that stretch. I don't think any of us will ever forget that, right? And if you weren't a fan of us, I don't think you'll ever forget how miserable it was to not be a, a fan of the Patriots for those two decades, right? I mean, it was really just something special. And, and like you said at the beginning of the uh, of the episode, you know, I don't think anybody will ever re- recreate anything like that, maybe in, in any sport, let alone football. Um, but to your point, it's what have you done for me lately, right? And that's kind of like the old saying. And what have you done for me lately? Well, lately, Tom Brady wasn't here. Bill Belichick didn't do well. The Patriots suffered and now we're left without either of them and the last like positive thing that we have to hold on to came at what the the 2018 season right yeah so yeah really. i mean in in that in it's 2024 now we're getting farther and farther removed from that point so um you know again i it's far, if when you look at that legacy in totality and everybody and you step back and you're actually able to to remove the emotions and objectively judge it you'll still appreciate it for what it was. And that's the greatest run that, that football's ever seen. But, but now I, it, 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 I think it's a little tough to, to step back and look at it now and, and, and appreciate it as much maybe as you will in, in the future. I, I think it's, I think as time passes though, you're going to see right. that Belichick's legacy sort of repairs just because there'll be distance and people, people will look at the last few years as sort of like the natural, you know, there was the natural rise and the natural fall. Right. And I think people are going to tend to focus more on that like thick part of the curve where this team was an absolute wagon. It was an absolute wagon for 20 years. And I think that's how history is going to remember it here. I think history will remember it as, as being almost equal contributions from Belichick and Brady is, is really what, and I think right now, you know, the narrative is a little more towards Brady, but, but I do think that changes with time. Yeah, I think, uh, I think so too. I think, um, you know, look, when Brady and Belichick were here together, it was an argument for a reason, right? Like, because for the, while they were here, they really did compliment each other so well. They really were times where, you know, they both kind of Shine. There really were instances where you could point to both as being the reasons for winning a specific game or going on a specific run, etc. Um, obviously, without the two of them together, viewing them separately, right? It's you know, it's, it lends a little bit, I guess, of visibility into the situation. But at the end of the day, I still think it's like one of those, you know, it was the perfect combinations. The two of them are it individual. was the perfect combination. It, it, was, it, was. it was like I don't think either one achieves as much without the other, you know, it was the perfect, and I've said many times, Belichick, Brady turned Belichick's weaknesses from weaknesses into strengths. And I really believe that like Belichick's unwillingness to spend his, his lack of valuation of skill position, talent, uh, maybe his lack of ability to, to, to really uh, approach to the offense, the old school way he approached offense, like all these things that are weaknesses, Brady was able to almost turn them into strengths because he was just so good. You know what I mean? And it didn't matter. It, it negated them or even made them strengths. So I think that's how you end up with a, with a 20-year run like they had. And and um, it's over now. Moving forward, it's all over now. So it's going to be interesting to see <clears throat> where, where this all goes from here. I think we're going to ra- <clears throat> wrap up this micro episode of the podcast, Justin. 
You know, when Belichick got hired, how old were you? Four? Five? Yeah. What year? What year was it? 95? 2000. 2000 you were six. 2000. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. No, sorry. So it was 2000. So yeah, I was six. Six years old. And so when I was, when, Be- when, Bel- when Belichick got hired, I was in college and I remember listening to the, the press conference and I'm like, I can't believe we gave up a first round pick for this guy, you know, like Bill Belichick, right. you know, he's great here in 96. Um, but I just couldn't believe that, that, that they gave up that kind of value. It was, it turned out to be one of the best decisions in NFL history by Robert Kraft to, to get, to get Belichick in here. Um, it's a long time, 24 years is, I guess my point it is a long time the end of an era. Uh, and it is, it is a sad day. Um, I, I think all Patriots fans and just all fans of the NFL, just take a, take a couple minutes to reflect on, 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 on all the contributions and the memories and the, whether you love the Patriots or you hate them, like just the notable discussion worthy things that happen around this franchise, the, the past 24 years. Um, it's truly remarkable. Yeah, it it really is. I think again, as sad as everybody is, like you said, you really do got to reflect on it and appreciate it. I mean, you know, I can say growing up, you know, at the kind of hitting, uh, you know, like childhood at the start of that, right? Kind of being old enough to just remember football yeah. when that the the run started. To thinking like, wow, I just turned thirty years old the other day, and and now yeah. it's officially at an end, right? And it's like it totally. it it really is. It really is crazy. To say that, I mean, I was a young, a young, carefree college student doing whatever the frig I wanted. Now I have four, three kids, a fourth on the way. You know, I've gotten three degrees. You know, it's like, I mean, your life changes so much in 24 years if you're blessed to still be, you know, for those of us that are still here. It's just like you step back and it's like, this is really the end of an era. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And again, it's, it's a sad time, but I know I'm going to try to remember it. You know, for for all the, the 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 good memories, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember the years where you know we were taking the the day off after the Super Bowl um, in in September just because we were that cocky about uh, about yeah. being in it, right? Like you know that it, oh, it, yeah. it, it, there really was a time where it was just you were just living on on, a, on another planet, being a Patriots fan. You took off the first weekend of yeah. February, the Monday after the Super yeah. Bowl every year, yeah. just just in case, you know, yeah. like as a season ticket holder, they yeah. got this. Um, lottery for season tickets, which I've never won, by the way, for the Super Bowl, a lottery for the Super Bowl, which I've yeah. never won. And I'd always have make sure that I, wherever I was working, I was in residency, I was an intern, mm-hmm. I was in med school. I'd always ask for that first weekend of February off, right? Just in case somehow we got Super Bowl tickets because you had, you knew the Patriots had a very realistic chance every year yep. they were going to make it. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's crazy. And of course, I was lucky to get get to two Super Bowls in in two thousand and five and two thousand and eighteen. I mean, it's just it, it's unbelievable. You know, when I think of how far this franchise came from when we first started going, I mean, metal bleachers and twenty five thousand people and, and just the totally hopeless lost franchise. And a lot of that rebuilding happened with Parcells and Bledsoe, but but Belichick took this franchise to a level that that made them really one of the flagship franchises in American professional sports. And I think they will forever be that now. I think it's, it's always going to mean something to be a Patriots fan, like a Cowboys fan, like a Steelers fan, like a, like a, like a Bulls fan, or, you know, it's just, it's just one of those, one of those things. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, I think even if you're not a Patriots fan, I think you can, 
you can look back and, and just kind of appreciate the greatness. I know that I, I definitely can. And, uh, you know, like you said, I just, you hope that, uh, you hope that the memories stay fond because you're able to enjoy well, some success into the future. You know what I mean? You don't want, oh, yeah. you don't want that to, you don't want it to turn into bitterness because you're now staring down the barrel of a, a 14th season missing the playoffs. And well, that's you know what I mean? That's going to make the memories fonder when that yeah. happens. You know, that's I only going to make yeah. the good old days yeah. fonder. And like, look, I said this in, in what I wrote today on Facebook and it's a hundred percent true. If you're a sports fan, if you're a fan of the Patriots, You've gotten 10 sports lifetimes of good memories yeah. in the last 20 years. <laughs> seriously. Like, 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 seriously. Like, I mean, you could be like a Browns fan and live to be a hundred and you would not get as a fan as much as Patriots fans have gotten in the last two and a half decades in terms of memories, moments, everything. Yeah. So we're, we're very, very lucky. And trust me, as time passes, those memories are only going to be sweeter. This was the good old days. It was a it was a terrific run. Um, it's over now. We'll, we'll see which direction the franchise goes. But got to say thank you to the go to coaching Bill Belichick because as I as I wrote in the column I wrote today on our page, thanks for the memories, Bill. It was unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree more. And I got to say, I'm going to hate seeing him in a wherever he goes next year. I'm going to hate seeing him oh. in, uh, in another team's uh, another team's yep. logo. So. Absolutely. Let's hope, let's hope for good things for this Patriots franchise ahead, Justin. They got big decisions to make yeah. and we'll be here to cover it all. Whatever direction they go, we'll, we'll continue to record. And if any news breaks, obviously we'll, we'll continue to uh, stay on top of it. But uh, I think I'm going to wrap up unless you get something else you want to add, my man. No, that's it. Um, yeah. Reflect, enjoy and get ready for wildcard weekend coming up. Should be a good one. One of the best weekends of the year for football. Absolutely. Enjoy it, everyone. And uh, thanks for the memories, Bill Belichick. Have a great night, everyone.